Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast. We are here at Studio Breezy. Yes, we are. Mix and Toby are present. Apologies in advance. Or Smitty's not. here. Hello. And Matthew's here. Shenanigans might ensue. If and my if my voice doesn't sound the same as it normally does, it's because I've been yelling at everyone that I come across, CFC fan or not, to sign up for the Taylor Gray fan club. Hell yeah. So let's start off this emergency podcast. And by emergency, I mean... We got to see a game in person yesterday, and we want to yes, talk about it. we do. I'm jealous of you boys. Well, you should pick friends who don't make um, weddings during soccer season. I was waiting for marriage decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, I got married two years ago. I very strategically picked for that to be in November. Proud of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's because you're a real I'm a, one. Smitty. I'm a good friend. That you are. Sometimes. So, Smitty... Uh, where did we see CFC play last night? We or went, yesterday afternoon, we I should went say. to Greenville, South Carolina. And... To early college field. Yeah. What was it called? Landon Early College or something? something Legacy. Like Legacy. Yeah, Legacy Early College. So let's let's start out. What did you think of the atmosphere, environment? I don't just mean fans. I mean, like, all the whole like, game day experience for them. Um. So, I mean, the only thing we can really speak to is the stadium because they did like there wasn't really a, a game day experience. It was it was like a there was no ticketing booths or concessions or anything like that. No stadium announcers or anything. No scoreboard. No score. Yeah. No, no ball boys. It was. It, it's they they do have a cute little stadium it's on the it, it's a charter school like um legacy early college is a is a a free charter school um i was doing some research online is it seems like a pretty cool setup mm -hmm. um has like k four through 12 okay um a really small intimate stadium it was it was cool it didn't, and when I say that no ball boys, they didn't actually need ball boys because it sat, it sits down yeah. so far, like it sits down off the street and down. One side's uh, stands and one side's a big brick wall, so there's only one ball that they did, weren't able to easily get back immediately, and there was no need for ball boys. Mm -hmm. It was not LA Force style. <laughs> I was going to make an LA Force joke earlier about uh, no, I mean, about no, no scoreboard, no ball boys, no nothing. <laughs> All those things LA Force does in the regular season, not for a free pre preseason scrimmage. Oh, my my right. mistake. Uh, it was. I thought it was lovely. Yeah, it was a good sign. Super, super basic, but yeah. and no football lines on the field like we were playing in an actual soccer specific specific field. Yeah, they did have a logo at midfield of some kind, like for the school, but other than that, the rest of it felt like a regular soccer mm -hmm. field. Yeah, um, uh, ten of ten would go again. Yeah, definitely. I I would love to have a team that played in our league in that stadium. It'd be cool to go up there or Greenville. <laughs> I'd love to go play the Greenville Triumph in in regular season, preseason, whatever. Like that was a cool cool spot. They have nice fans. Hung out with a, a little bit with them, said hello. Like some a guy I knew was up there, and yeah, it was just cool. It was nice. I'm I'm personally hoping that we can make a little preseason, uh, preseason tr trip. Maybe they come up here. Maybe we get on there yeah. every other year. Like that'd be good. That'd be fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, also, totally. that's a that's a good test for for us in preseason. Why would you say that? Greenville, as uh, they won the first USL League One Championship in 2019, they were finalists in in 2020 mm -hmm. uh then meaning when, they came in second place when no when the final was canceled oh i oh, forgot about right. 2020 you're right champion. that's right uh i think i can't remember <sighs> if they were awarded Whoa. the championship or not because like, yeah they were awarded the championship because omaha had cancellations or had had to cancel because of players testing positive 
That's why it was canceled. They were awarded it because they were the number one team in, in League One. And then they were finalists. That's some real Nisa shit right there. <laughs> then they were finalists in 2021. And they lost to and Omaha. And they lost to Omaha. So yeah, it was it was a cool setup, and I, I agree with that. It is a very good test because it's a high-level League One team on the same position of the pyramid that we are in the third division, so it's like double-A baseball vibes. And yeah, I thought it was good. Smitty, tell me a little bit more about how the game went. Yeah, so the game finished one-to-one. Keep in mind, this is a friendly, so really the only stable period of the game is going to be before lots of substitutes were being made. So the first half, um, also the first half finished one-to-one. It was a scoreless second half. I feel like they we've started making subs around the maybe 60th minute, 55th minute, something like that. Yep, there was and we one, made all was, the subs. Yeah, there was one halftime sub. Um, and that was Red coming into goal for Kevin That's right. Gonzalez. And there was an injury sub in the first half for Brett Jones, yes. who came off with, a, I think, a sprained ankle. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Brett. We hope you feel better soon. I hope it's nothing serious. Which he did while scoring our goal. Yes. So the good news is Brett scored a great goal. Yes. He the did. bad news is he got hurt scoring that great goal. Yeah. I can't decide which one is the uh, the pod bump or the pod curse. Based on having been on the pod. Yeah. Uh, you guys will probably haven't heard that yet. I don't think it's in the queue. It will be released. But we did an interview with Brett Jones and uh, we might have jinxed him, I guess. <laughs> Shit. We jinxed him into scoring a goal. And hurting himself. Shit. Um, he's he's just trying to make sure that he he pads his goals per minute stat. So <laughs> that's it's I mean, he is. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Smart move from Brett. Smart move from Brett. Um, Smitty, anybody stick out to you yesterday? We saw everybody that was there play, including three trialists. You know, I will say there was a lot that was sticking out. So if it let let's start let's start back to front. Um so Kevin Gonzalez, um, with the style that we've been talking about how we're going to play, um, I'm very proud of us because we nailed it. <laughs> Um, Richard Dixon was playing as the six, playing as that, you know, ball destroying six. Um, if you've ever watched Chelsea play, Richard Dixon looked like N'Golo Conte yesterday. He was breaking up everything. Yes. So going back to Kevin Gonzalez, he's great. Um, he, when he's distributing the ball, he's very quick with decision makings. Like maybe he saves a shot, he catches the ball, he's immediately rolling it out to somebody to get the and he's rolling out to the forward. right person who's not under pressure. Like it's very quick, good decision making. It's not just like because you could imagine him rolling it out to a player who's a who's seems to be free and then has a defender on it, but he just seems to always know exactly mm-hmm. who's going to be free the minute that he makes the save. And he doesn't dawdle on the ball. He doesn't hold it very much. Yeah. And with as much praise as I can put on Kevin Gonzalez for how he played in the first half, I can put in equally amount um, for Alec Reddington in the second half. He made absolutely, which is nothing new for him, but he made some absolutely incredible saves. Best save of the best save of the game, man. That um, that chip. So player through one on one. Someone tried to chip it over him, and pretty good chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Alex said, no, sir, get that shit out of my house <laughs> yeah. and swatted it away. It was awesome. Fingertips, too. It was mm-hmm. awesome. And he also made a, or a solid reaction save, put one off the bar um, keep, to keep it out. It was Yeah, yeah he played well. For, and for anyone that is concerned, um, Alex Redding, Alec Reddington does have his mustache back. Oh, thank God. I was worried, too. Mm-hmm. But it's back. It's back. Yes. Um, looking, at, looking at the back line, um, Frankie Martinez and Nick Spielman 
were both very, very good. Um, Nick Spielman absolutely picked up where he left off last year. Yes, he did. He was one of the standouts from from that game. He played the entire game, uh, all 90 minutes. I think he was him and Greg Stratton are the only two players to play the entire game. And he was uh, incredibly good minute end to end. And, and Greg was great too. I thought both of them had a really solid, like just calming presence the whole game. Yep. Um, we talked about Rich um, at the six. Something that I want to highlight though, like we already know Rich is incredible at breaking up play. Um, what we have not seen as much of in the past is Rich um, passing the ball. Okay. Because a lot of times he breaks up play and when he's breaking up play, the ball's flying somewhere. Um, Rich would Rich would get the ball and immediately just play it to a to, to a midfielder. Yeah, he somebody. wasn't yeah. He wasn't breaking up play by flying in and kicking the ball out of bounds. He was tackling the guy, the ball would go two yards, he would uh-huh. grab the ball with his feet. I mean he would tackle, take the ball, take possession, and pass it immediately to somebody, and that would start either the break or start us recycling the ball around, possessing, keeping the ball and start building. Yeah. Going forward from there, so that the back. Let's talk about the starting lineup. Like I don't know, this is the, because there's some injuries out there, and I don't know what coach wanted to see in this game. But I'll, we'll talk about the starting lineup. So it was Kevin and goal. Mm-hmm. It was Greg Stratton on the left, followed by left center back was Frankie Martinez, mm-hmm. Nick Spielman at right center back, and Travis Ward at right back. Mm-hmm. So Travis Ward, Matthew said, might end up at right back, and he very much did. Um, nailed it. You nailed it. Um, Richard Dixon was playing the six. Um, the two eights were Ian Saro on the left and um, Tate Robertson on the right. We did not see Alex McGrath because he is hurt, and we did not see Colin Stripling because he is hurt. Uh, Alex McGrath was at the game because um, we saw him. I did not see Colin Stripling. I imagine he did not make the trip yep. um, due to injury. Yep. Um, forward from that, it was Taylor Gray on the left-sided 10. It was... Uh, Roddy Green as the right-sided 10, and it was Brett Jones up top. Brett Jones scored. We believe Taylor was the assister, though it happened so fast that I'm not 100% sure, pretty sure. Would love to see it back again. Um, and Taylor came. Uh, Taylor played for a big chunk of the game. Uh, he was the stand, one of the standout players for me. Yeah, whenever I say... Um, choo-choo, motherfuckers. Welcome <laughs> to the Taylor Green fan club uh Hype train. Taylor Fuck Green. It. Sorry, Taylor Green. <laughs> Taylor Gray. I've mixed up our two tens. Uh, yeah, um, Taylor Gray. When I say um, we're the we're starting, I've been yelling at people for starting a fan cl- uh, about starting a fan club for Taylor Gray. Number one, I meet it. Number two, I bought a laminating machine to start laminating membership cards. <laughs> <laughs> so come see me. Come see me at the tailgate on uh, April twenty sixth. So March twenty sixth. March twenty sixth. So let, let me ask you something. And for if you're a season pass holder, you can uh, you can get into the uh, Reinhardt game nineteenth. Uh, hey, Smitty, did you buy your season pass yet? <laughs> no. Are you going I keep to though? This man, yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Keep going, man. Uh, well, I was just going to ask. So. What is it about Taylor Gray's game that makes you want to start a fan club? So you've been hit by, you've, you've been, been struck, struck by, by a smooth Taylor criminal. Um, <laughs> We're still figuring out the song, but that's his song. He is a smooth, smooth man. He is. He's very smooth. We talk a lot about how much we value sauce on this podcast. Damn right. Um, Tay- Taylor Gray's got a lot of sauce, man. He's so smooth. He's very tricky with the ball. Also, his like like we've talked about, we're going to pressure the ball. If we turn the ball over on our side of the field, our players are going to swarm the ball. Taylor Gray is a fucking menace. 
Also, he's he's long, he's slim, so he's able to like get his feet in places go, around. Go, go, gadget legs. Yeah, he was he was able to poke the ball away um, from the defender several times, which I don't remember exactly how the goal happened, but I feel like it was something like that. I don't know. I need to. It was in transition. Clip. It was in transition. I don't know if it was him that caused the turnover or what, but I was trying to explain it earlier to Matt. And yeah, it was. He was definitely involved in that. He's he's very hard to tackle. If somebody tries to tackle him, he's good at using his body. He's good at using his agility. And him and Roddy and Brett were the whole team presses, but him and Roddy and Brett were pressing mm-hmm. that whole. Those two tens in that nine position were pressing the whole game. And uh, Taylor really, really stood out as not only being able to cover that ground and like you know go box to box. We know those those tens are going to be going box to box at times, but he was also able to do that effectively. I mean, I remember three or four turnovers that were singularly caused by him where he's the one who came up on the person with the ball. They did not pass it in time mm-hmm. and he took the ball Yep, or hit the ball to a teammate or whatever. So what is with a one, one result, yeah. uh, both in the first half and, and for the, the entire game, what do you think that guys, what do you think that that says about where we are in the preseason right now? We got two weeks out from the the opening league match so i did not get to see the upsl team that friendly that we played so it you know and from what you guys have told me we maybe weren't as sharp as we could have been we did look sharp yesterday now i know very little about greenville so i don't know if they were playing all of their starters i don't know how far they're into their preseason. Um, I will say the, the the match was very, very even against one of the best teams that's in the same level as us. Against, the, against the team that's made three straight finals. Yeah. yeah. So you would imagine that they're very good, and with it being closer to their season, there's very high potential that we were playing a pretty close to starting 11 for them. Um and it was very even. Yeah, you couldn't tell who was the, you know, the three-time finalist and yeah. you know, who finished. For um, for context, Greenville opens their season on Saturday, April the second. So okay, a week, a week after, a week us. after us. Okay, so around, they're around the same place. Then yeah. maybe we're a week earlier, but we're around the same place in our our prep. Yeah, I was very encouraged. I think that there are de- there's definitely some things that are lacking. So when I say lacking, like there's there's some sharpness that was there that I was very encouraged by. Mm-hmm. We. And we, I felt like there was some method to the madness in a really good way. So the press was yep. good, but I wouldn't call it dominant. But that's a very, very good team who also presses. So yep. the fact that we were even effectively pressing at all against a very good team is a great sign. Yeah. Um, our possession was very crisp. Our passing was very crisp. It wasn't always maybe... It wasn't like every, we were passing around them and just working it in and getting a, a scoring chance every time. I mean, there was times that, like we talked about Stumptown, like we talked about what may happen with us, like we just held the ball, and that is a type of defense, mm-hmm. keeping the ball. They also are good and held the ball too. So it was a very even game. I think that on the front, like building and creating chances-wise, there's some room for growth. And okay. I'm not, I was just about to ask about like you know, maybe some ways to, so I don't think, some things that we need to improve I don't still. think the offense looked bad. We created two very big chances and a few half chances against a very good team. We scored first. We scored the first big chance we made. And we could have scored that second one. And we had a couple half chances that, you know, you get a bounce differently in a half chance and we score again. I don't know if we had more than one corner in the whole game, oddly enough. I was just thinking about it. 
Yeah, I don't remember having a corner. Might not even have one at all. That was interesting. I don't think they had but one or two. Two. It was weird. There was like no corners in the game, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that our defense looked really good. Our possession looked solid. Our rhythm was good. The rhythm that we kept up in the game was really good. Mm-hmm. I think the offense, as far as creating chances that were not in transition, because mm-hmm. both the chances we created were essentially in transition. One was off of, I think, a turnover or at least some pressure, and the other was off of like drive a driving run forward. Um, those chances were a, a, not a type of chance that came from like sustained buildup and sustained pressure, and I expect that we will eventually get to where we're creating some chances off sustained buildup and sustained meaning, keeping the ball, passing it around, passing it around, passing it around and getting somebody in a spot where they can get a shot off. That's a clear chance, not just a half chance. So like one of those 20 or 25 pass sequence type deals eventually starting to pay off. Yeah. And not just being, um, not just being a half chance, being a clear chance. We created a couple of half chances off those, but half chances are, you know, they're not great shots or they're like almost a shot or they're like a ball that deflects that was almost a, a you know a clean sh- like all of those things were not quite coming along and maybe we'll some of those half chances will turn into good chances and if those half chances turn into good chances will be fucking hard to beat. Yeah. And I think the most difficult thing to do this season is going to be to tell the difference between Damian Rodriguez and Alex Hernandez when they're on the field <laughs> at the same time. I need one of them to get a, one of those boys to get like a significantly like different set of sh- boots so or like uh-huh. boot the cleats because like they their style is similar they're both very smooth on the ball they're both like the same height mm-hmm. like similar similar build similar now, build they don't look alike like if you if you see them standing next to each other yeah. you know you know who's who but when you're you know several hundred feet away playing a soccer watching a soccer watching them play on a soccer field you know what would have been helpful so the, the oh, here's what happened they were somebody like, needs a headband yeah Oh, that's true too. No, no, I, I figured it out. They weren't wearing numbers. That's what made it so fucking hard. Oh yeah, true. They were they were yeah, in their practice jerseys yeah. with no numbers. That's why it was so hard to tell them apart. Once you put numbers on, like it'll be real. It'll be pretty easy. I'll remind you that Damien wears twenty eight and Alex wears thirty. So if you're looking for like a one number versus two numbers on the back, no, but I can do thirty versus twenty eight. No problem. Yeah, but on, no, okay. I, but so My we eyes kept, that good, you would so. see. <laughs> You would see a player driving, like you'd see a guy dribbling forward, driving forward, and if you went one one thousand, two one thousand while looking, you'd figure out who it was. But with their backs turned, no number on their back, like similar build, like pushing forward, man, those yeah. those two boys are are very similarly built. And so yeah, so uh, also they both looked quite good in the second half. For each of you, uh, give me one major takeaway from from the match uh, before we wrap this thing up. My big takeaway is Ian Ciro deserves every ounce of praise that we have given him um, during these preseason podcasts. Yeah, he was he was very very good playing in a position that we haven't uh, we hadn't thought he would play in. I think we mentioned he could be a left sided eight, but we thought he was more of a ten, and he played the left sided eight, and he was very very good. I will second that. We totally agree. Um, Something we haven't mentioned today, if, if possible. Man. Ooh, you know the biggest upgrade. Um, that CFC has made as a club this season is our keeper practice kits are yellow and they are not red. Shout out. That is that is the result of, I think, two years of lobbying by me. Well, you're, you're a professional. <laughs> and me walking into CBC every time I see Jeremy <laughs> or Jordan, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I'll, I'll say the thing. I mentioned some stuff um, that... 
Yeah, th- that's the podcast seltzer, bro. <laughs> I, got, I got those with the, with the podcast in mind. I just noticed that it was a surge. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I got a surge. Um, yeah, um, yeah, because we 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 had a lot of nonverbal communication there for a second, which does <laughs> not help those of you that are listening. But Matt and I are drinking a White Claw Hard Seltzer Surge and a Vista Bay Blackberry Lemonade, which is an eight percent. And I am drinking sweet tea. You're, yeah, you're shout boring. out to the Vista Bay. That's the Aldi. Um, that's the Aldi. This bon- this podcast purchased. is spo- is yeah. sponsored by Vista Bay, and they don't even know it. <laughs> All right, no, and, but seriously, before, and Aldi, before, shout out. before we lose the, the complete rabbit trail, one more thing, Breezy, from the game. I think, so I, I mentioned it kind of, sort of, but I, the triangles that we played, we played a lot of pose- sharp possession where we kept the ball and kept it moving, so you saw a ton of single pass. So imagine the center back passes it to the eight, Who's they're they're kind of in line on the field a little bit in the triangles, and then that that eight one times it back to to the outside back, who then looks for a more progressive pass, meaning a pass forward to a forward to a uh, a ten back across the field. There was a lot of very good boom boom pass, boom 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 pass, and was they would use the quick boom boom passes like short quick to create space and time for the person who was then looking for the next pass. And that was very nice to see. You could see how that cannon should develop into more and more dangerous passes off of those quick triangles. It wasn't just quick triangles to keep the ball. It was quick triangles of passing and then somebody looking for a an aggre- more aggressive pass, whether that was forward or sometimes across the field. Sometimes it was back to the middle of the field. Sometimes it was back to the goalkeeper. So the goalkeeper could push it to the other side of the field. But there was a commitment, I think, to making a few passes to keep the ball. And then once you had more than a 1-1,000 to figure out where you were going. And when I say more, I mean right at like a 1-1,000 to look around. That player was looking for a pass that was dangerous. And that's a really good sign. And I hope that we'll see a lot of that quick passing. But it's not just quick passing to hold the ball, which is good. It's important that the other team doesn't have the ball. They can't score. But hold the ball and then make a pass to go score. Okay. Agreed. I don't have a lot more to add for this game. We saw a lot of trialists. Um, you want to talk about the most interesting two trialists we saw, or the most interesting single trialist, I guess. Yeah, a guy, so, a guy people yeah, recognize. So we, we, well, we, 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 we got, have to got, now. Yeah, we've got two trialists. Uh, we, we've got three trialists. We don't have a ton of information about the trialists. We're not going to talk about, and the, the, which is really the reason we're not going to. You mean the two trialists we're not going to talk about? Let's just talk about our trialists from last year. Somebody, somebody might recognize. No, I, I've got. I've got. Oh, you got to talk. talk okay, yeah, I've got to talk about because I. I'm a fan, and I really hope he gets signed. Okay. But the, the most important trialist um, was... Um, <laughs> Eat steady. I mean, wow. Yeah. Dude, I'm digging myself a hole today, you are. boys. You are. Um, a, a trialist that I was very excited about going in and, and seeing the back of his head whenever we were looking at the bus trip video that the club You're um, damn right. We skid. You're damn morning. right. We paused it and scanned it and paused it and scanned it and paused yeah. it and scanned it. Yeah, zoom and enhance. Um, Marcus freaking Nigelstad. Let's go, baby. My 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 partial Norwegian brother. Um, he came in and played probably the final twenty minutes. Um, he looked very good. Um, he was he's in shape. He's sharp. He same thing as Marcus last season. He is a difference maker um, and. I would assume that Brett Jones is our starting number nine. I would assume that Brett Jones is the best fit in this system to be a starting number nine. 
Um, I would also add that I would absolutely love to see Marcus as depth because he can do things that no one else on the team can though, which is just, he's, he's got, he's got that little touch of magic. Um, that's different. Like Brett, Brett Jones obviously has magic cause he, it take, he can come on and score a goal on his first touch. Um, let's not, let's not discount him at all. Marcus adds a different change of pace to the game that could be very beneficial, especially whenever we're playing against the Michigan stars and they've got 27 men crowding the box. <laughs> also, it, it helps to have players that have different strengths so that you can mm-hmm. plan matchup versus matchup. So yeah, that was super, super cool to see him on the field. Um, we, we didn't know he would be at the game. We, you know, we we got on the bus. We're like looking for who's the trialists and, yeah, love it. I'm very, very, very excited to uh, to see Marcus in there. I don't, we don't obviously don't know anything. We don't know if he's going to sign. We don't know how the negotiations are going. We don't know. But seeing him as one of the trialists in this game made me really, really excited. And I hope they get a deal done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other trialists that I want to talk about very briefly, because number one, we don't know. We don't know if any of these trialists will will join the roster for the full season. Um, we had a podcast. We've we had a podcast that will come out um, this coming week um, with Brett Jones. After the podcast, he's like, "Hey guys, keep an eye out for my boy Ronaldo." And we're like, "Ronaldo, Ronaldo tell us more, fam." <laughs> um, and he's I, he had played with him, I think, in PDL. Yes. Um, his name's Ronaldo Lamelli. He also played for Forward Madison. He is a center defensive midfielder. And right back. Which makes sense because they're the same thing. <clears throat> Accurate. Um, so um, he played both of those positions, um, and I thought he looked very good. Me too. Especially at right back. Me too. I would love it if he was also great hair. Blonde, bl- dyed blonde top. Now, like now I'm hair. sold. Great right. hair. Looks like, I mean, if he picks a good number, like when I say a good number, if he picks like 97, no, Matthew's no, 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 no. 77. His name's Ronaldo. Like, pick 77. So there we go. Matthew, by the way, if listeners don't know, is on a new kick where he doesn't care about tactics and, you know, winning and other stuff. He just cares that people have fun numbers. <laughs> like, I am, like, I am, I I, I will not, I, I will still join the Taylor Gray fan club. Absolutely. Thank 100%. you. 100%. But I will not be an officer serving in the Taylor fan club unless... He changes his number back to forty-seven. That's a, that's okay. Our our, our our officer is my little brother. So that, yeah, that position's in. already taken. Perfect. In. Perfect. Good. <clears throat> yeah, it was. It, so it was a so kind of. I guess to kind of wrap stuff up. Like it was a great game. I thought Ronaldo looked great. I I don't know what they're looking for for these final spots. Obviously, we know well what Marcus can provide, and I think we're. This podcast is pretty pro Marcus. We've mentioned his name a lot in the lead up to this season, so I hope they get a deal done. And I think he could score a lot of goals for this team this year and be a big part of our mm-hmm. success. And you know, that outside of that, like I don't know what they're looking for for the other positions. And what I saw out of Ronaldo, though, I liked a lot, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the roster as well, depending on what they're looking for for those final spots. Yep. There's a third trial. It's no disrespect. He just didn't stick out too much, and I didn't, and we didn't end up learning his name. So hard to talk about a guy that we didn't learn his name, and he only played maybe 15 minutes at the end. And hmm. what he didn't stick out in a bad way or a good way. He was just there and playing. Yeah, and there were other players that we haven't talked about yes. as well, and other things that happened that we didn't talk about as well. Um, Trying to keep this 30,000 foot and not make this podcast last three hours. Yes, and so no disrespect to anybody that we did not 
talk about correct to to listeners that that want to uh that want to to be able to join in the conversation about the next the next match make sure you've bought your season pass so you mm-hmm. can come join us at the reinhardt match and if you if you have your season pass i you, feel seen you can come to the reinhardt match smitty also cfc will buy you a free beer before the game at chattinger brewing company Six, say 6 no more. By the way, shout out Tom Tom Gonzalez who planned a dope pregame meetup. Yes, great choice on the brewery. Um, had a great time. I think I, when I counted, there was like sixteen or seventeen of us, including player parents. Nice mm-hmm. little group. Great time. Awesome. More people should uh, take advantage of that if we do it again next year because Greenville was dope. Greenville's a cool city. Uh, also, this was an excellent preview for what is coming this summer um, for our women's team and, and the road oh, trips. Yes, yeah. it was yesterday was was a blast. We missed you, Matthew. It would have not been better if you were there, but I would have loved it <laughs> if you were if you would have been there. That is the most backhanded compliment of all time, and I am here for it. Yeah. Boys, anything we're forgetting? There's a lot, but um, you know, we hopefully we'll see you on Saturday. This this podcast should come out Sunday, Monday at the latest, um, so it'll be fairly timely, and hopefully, we get to see all of you Saturday at Fort Finley. See you, boys. There, peace, peace.